Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. Hi there. We are live with Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Dennis Hellman. And, and I'm Eric Semmel. And yes, we are. We are here, people. <laughs> yeah. Amazingly enough. We, Dennis is, is driving the bus again a uh, second time, Dennis. So we'll uh, you know keep, keep it on the road. Uh, be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm uh at a remote location undisclosed uh here uh broadcasting through via the interwebs so it's it's the ultimate rube goldberg radio program where uh we're getting getting to you o- over the uh over the internet and uh dennis and i can't see each other so it's going to be interesting to converse uh but uh, we'll see how the program goes get online guys 860-522-9842 is the number and uh, feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. It is always difficult uh, in the first hour um, beca- uh, because, you know, I'm mean, sorry, more easy in the first hour because uh, you guys are all sleeping. Um, by, by 1030, you all wake up and you all try to get on the same time and drive Carolyn nuts. So uh, get online early and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, and concerns. So, Dennis, I've got some news for you. You might have seen this in the, uh, in the uh, blogs out there. Oh, um, from sure. my. Th- from my favorite blog out there over the UK, the Register, it's got a article about um, the. Here's the headline: EPA flushes water supply cybersecurity rule after losing legal fight with industry states. And of course, what could go wrong? So basically, the EPA wanted to set some basic cybersecurity requirements of our water systems, and. You know, that sounds fine, right? It sounds like a smart idea to me. Yeah, um, all utilities should have uh, solid security in place. Yeah, right. And uh, I spent seven years serving on my board of water commissioners in Southington. So, you know, I, I don't know anything about water, but we did our best to uh, maintain a, a water system in Southington that has a half a billion dollar net present value, believe it or not, um, and, you know, provide clean and safe water to the folks in Southington. And, and, you know, this rule was what the EPA was trying to do was to try to protect water systems um, by putting in some sort of cybersecurity requirements. Now, Dennis and I work with many, many um, businesses uh, that have all sorts of compliance requirements, whether it be NIST requirements or CMMC. And these are generally requirements because, you know, in Connecticut, basically we have every military, you know, we have the ability to blow the, the planet up 
three times over using, you know, Pratt and Whitney engines or nuclear submarines or helicopters. So we've got some serious hardware here in Connecticut. And uh, our clients work with the Primes, the Lockheed Martins, the Pratt and Whitney's of the world, the Sikorsky's. And they have to deal with NIST compliance and CMMC compliance to make sure that CUI data is protected from people who you wouldn't want to have access to it, like the Chinese or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have these requirements, and we're working hard with our clients to make sure that that data is protected. Same idea here. The EPA was trying to put together some, some rules that said, hey, you should probably do some basic cybersecurity assessments to make sure that your systems aren't compromised. There is a story... Um, that happened in Florida, where a bad guy got into the Florida, a Florida water drinking, a water supply system, where they were trying to mess with the um, controls dealing with lye, which messes with the pH of the water system. And they moved it from 100 parts per million to 11,000 parts per million. They remoted in via team viewer. And the operator saw this happening and, of course, was able to stop them from doing it. But clearly, the team viewer configuration on the SCADA equipment wasn't very well secured. So EPA is trying to put this in. Then, of course, a bunch of states sue them because, frankly, the EPA really doesn't have standing to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what their argument is, that the EPA is going to make all sorts of onerous regulations. And some of these water systems that are out there are very small. And this is going to add a lot of cost. Well, the businesses that we work with that work with the Lockheeds, the the Pratt and Whitney's, they're small too. Yeah, and true. you know, yeah, very small. And so that argument, as far as I'm concerned, is a is kind of a specious one. Um, but in this case, the EPA lost, and now these water systems are saying, "Look, we need Congress, yikes, Congress, <laughs> to set these rules up." Now that's the blind leading the blind, if I ever saw it. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's but, a disaster in the making. Right, but that's how this. Uh, works um, basically. That's how they. That's how they won this. This argument. Um, here's the good news, right? So, so now you know. Now we're all worried about somebody logging in and and cranking up the the pH of our water system, or maybe putting too much chlorine in it, or or who knows what they're going to try to do. The good news is most water systems don't have vats and vats of chemicals attached to it where they would be able to do anything too dangerous. You know, they don't have like a tanker truck, a lie connected to the water system where you can put in a drop or you can put in the whole tanker truck. No, it's just, it's just not designed that way. If you don't need to dose the system, um, there's, there's probably a low probability that you're going to have lethal doses of the chemicals that they're trying to mess with. Um, so that's some of the good news. So don't freak out. Some other good news is that there's, a, there's an entity called the CISA. And we're going to be talking to some folks from the CISA. It's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency. They're a federal agency started in 2018, and they have free cybersecurity vulnerability scanning for water utilities. Wow. Yeah. So the beauty of this is they'll actually scan your water system for free. Now, EPA lost, but this is out here. So if you're part of a board of water commissioners or doing something in your town, you can have the CISA do a free vulnerability scan. Now, here's a couple things that you should be aware of. Their results are not FOIAble. Oh, so you can work with them on this and then other people can't just say, hey, hand over those records of that pen test. Right. There's no embarrassment if it turns out that you're, you know, they find out that your password was ice cream on your SCADA system. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, you had 15, you know, folks from Uzbekistan literally working the controls. They're not going to report that. Now, there's some comfort in that, right? People make mistakes, right? And of course, you're, you, you don't want to have the, 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 all the news go crazy about how poorly your system was secured. Um, so the CISA says, you take it for whatever it is, it's the federal government, uh, <laughs> that they're not foyable. I mean, trust whatever you'd like. But it's a good thing to consider considering we don't have uh, an EPA rule saying that these systems have to be protected. We, are all, we also work with um, water treatment facilities in our business. And, uh, yep. you know, same idea there. They have to try to get current, have current systems, current operating systems, current updates happening, current protections on their systems. And you should do that too if you're a water treatment or a water provider. It's kind of a no-brainer. So the AP, yeah. EPA kind of overstepped their bounds, but um, there's, there's ways that we can get some protections in place scary to think congress is going to actually come up with these rules because i don't i don't know that they can come up with rules for themselves well let alone for us (laughs) (laughs) um so we'll put some links up there you can read the stories um you know uh it's 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 a it's not a bad thing that they were shot down um they just have to work out some sort of proper rule and i would recommend they do it the same way nist and, and cmmc or at least adopt those those frameworks are already there. How many frameworks do you need? Well, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Just impose, well, come up with a regulation or a guidance that says you will follow this uh, framework or that right. one, or you can pick one of two and then you have yeah. to follow it. So it should be easy enough to get it going once somebody decides who can enforce it. And, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, I remember when HIPAA was a thing back in 92. Right. I think it was 92. It was during the Clinton era that HIPAA kind of came out. And even today, very few HIPAA rules are, quote unquote, enforced from what I can tell. And even during COVID, all the HIPAA rules were kind of broken. They pretty much said, you must tell us if you are vaccinated. Well, technically, that's a a break of the HIPAA rule. Right. You're not supposed to have to be forced to give your medical information. But they're like, eh, you know, rule schmools. Um, So, you know, HIPAA. Uh, all these other uh, CMMC for, for the uh, manufacturers, that's up to 2.0 now, and that's not really enforced either. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a guide. Um, it's really, ho- they're hoping that the uh, primes kind of force it for their subcontractors, uh, the primes being the Pratt and Whitney's, the Lockheed's, the Sikorsky's, so that their subcontractors are at least trying to protect the data they send over so that when they're shot peening some sort of uh, fan blade, um, the information on them and the make of how that or the dimensions of that fan blade or the materials as part of it are not leaked uh, and given to the Chinese. I mean, it'll all get leaked at the actual government source like that Raptor. Remember that Raptor story we talked about? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all the all the materials on how the Raptor was put together was leaked <laughs> right out of the government base. But um, on the way there, it was all protected with NIST and CMMC. Right. So. It's very interesting. Anything else you want to bring up, Dennis? I wanted to bring up a change that Google is going to be making to how uh, you authenticate to their accounts. Um, nice. They are going to be imposing by default fairly soon that instead of using a password, you are going to use a pass key. And a pass key is similar to a password, but it's anchored to either an application or a physical device. It can even be a smartphone um, or a Yubi key like you have, Eric. Yeah, um, yeah. And either way, instead of you having to remember a password and type it in, you'll authenticate to your Google account using, you know, either a Yubi key or an app on your phone or something else of that nature. Um, 
And it is more secure because everything mm-hmm. is tied to that device, whatever it is. Right. So if, you know, somebody in Russia gets your password, right. they aren't able to log in on your account because they can't do it. It's not a, it's not a thing that can even happen anymore. Um, I'm sure it's going to throw a lot of people off who've been using Google and have only used mm-hmm. passwords to get in. But it is a it is a positive development. And uh, I do recommend that people, you know, get that in place as soon as possible so that you can be all set with it. Yeah, and you think about it, Dennis. It's not really two FA because you, the the password is gone, right? It, but it is kind of two FA ish, right? It is. It's like it's as it's as if you're putting together all that's required to log into an account now, but you're using only the 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 most technically secure of the two pieces, mm-hmm. that being the password and then the second factor. You're only using right. the second factor this time, so. Right, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's not. No, it is. Because it it's is connected more secure. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, that's just how it works. So I think it's yeah. great. And I've been using that to get into my uh, Google accounts for a couple of years now. Same thing with Microsoft. They have a passwordless uh, nice. protocol. And I've been using that. It's never been a problem. Sounds good. Well, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We are live. Uh, Dennis is driving the show, driving the bus uh, from Farmington, and I am at an undisclosed location uh, <laughs> via the interwebs. Uh, no Facebook Live broadcast due to that because um, I couldn't lug that computer as well, and you'd just be looking at me, and there's no fun in that. Um, so feel f- uh, we have four lines all jammed up. Thank you guys for getting on with us. we got Steve, we got AJ, Jane, and Paul. So we'll get right to your calls after this quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Back. You there? You there, Dennis? I don't hear Dennis right now. How about now? There you are. Those oh, sliders. There we are. Gotta work those sliders. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock, and uh, taking your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And we get a full board at this hour of the morning, which is great. Yay! So, uh, who do you want to go with first, there, Dennis? I guess we go with. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's hard for me to tell who called first. It looks like Stephen Woodbury. Yeah, Stephen Woodbury. Okay, uh, those things happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks for thanks for being being there this morning, guys. Sure. Uh, I have a question about uh, backups. Uh, I've been using the uh, the Windows backup, and uh, apparently now in Windows 11, it doesn't seem to be working uh, as well. Uh, the last time I used it uh, a few days ago, it it um, it missed uh, whole branches of uh, of my files. So I was basically wondering if, the, if there's another uh, you know another backup program that you guys might recommend so that I could just you know forget about Microsoft entirely. <laughs> We're always trying to forget about Microsoft entirely. That's kind of our whole. A love-hate relationship. Um, we've talked about EaseUS. Uh, it, it, it's a Chinese backup software, um, so that does maybe give you pause. Uh, Cronus, yeah, is another good option. Mike uh, sent that over to us. If you want to look for another tool that's out there, uh, can, um, can you uh, can you uh, spell that? It's uh, I didn't quite catch the name. Acronis, A C R O N I S. 
And Ease U.S. is O N I S. Okay. And Ease U.S. is E A S E U S. And the product that they have is called To Do Backup. To Do Backup. And that yeah. this is the Chinese company. Uh-huh. That's the Chinese yeah. one. So. You know, if you're not too concerned about the Chinese looking at your data, um, not that they not that they should or would or could, but they might. <laughs> uh, um, you know, was, there's no kind of you know was, they're doing it for free. It's kind of weird, right? Why would they do it for free? Um, you know, Cronus is a is a company and a brand out there that we've used a lot. It's a good choice too. Okay, so these these uh, uh, Cronus uh, will work with Windows 11. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they both will. Uh-huh. Okay, and uh now on uh let's see on the um image files. Uh are those is that an image file something that I have to do periodically or can I just do it do it once? Well what do you think, Dennis? Well I ideally you can do a total a complete image once and then do differential backups on top of that. Um when you're a business, you're not going to necessarily do that. But for home purposes, that would work fine. It should, as long as you can have yeah. all of the different files and be able to hold on to them. Okay, so um, can you use an image uh, in place of a backup? Well, the, the drive image is your backup. Whichever mm-hmm. tool you use to generate the image, that's going to be your the backup of your drive data. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, if, yeah. Go ahead. If you, well, if you have any further questions, we may have to come up again. We're coming against a hard break here. Um, we can answer further backup questions, but an image is a backup, just as a regular backup is a backup. Yeah. Okay. Can this Acronis do an image? Yes, sir. Absolutely. To do and ba- and Acronis both operate disk images. Okay. We have to take step right. out for a quick break, guys. All right. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t Hi. 
All right, and we are back. This is uh, Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I know Dennis is there. You just got to bring up that slider, Dennis. <laughs> I Dennis, did. you there? I'm here. Oh, there you are. It helps <laughs> when you hit the right button. Uh, it is one of those things. There's Dennis. <laughs> uh, so you guys are great this morning. You're all on the line for us. So we got five lines all jammed up. And I'm going to try to get this right. We're going to bring on AJ from South Windsor next. Good morning, AJ. Good morning. Can can you hear me? Yes, sir. You sound yep. great. Okay. Uh, you're keeping me company on my morning walk again. So oh, nice. I have, I have two questions. Uh, one is on um, cutting the cord. I'm yep. a retired engineer, and when I uh, interact with the computer guys, I like to see uh, block diagrams. It was easier <laughs> for me to understand. <laughs> my, yep. my knowledge of computing ended with Fortran about 25 years ago. All right. <laughs> anyway, That's a while ago. I think... I'll say. I, I think on the cutting the cord, I, let me just tell you what I think is what I need. I need internet access. I need a smart TV. And then I have choices of whether I go with Hulu or Acorn or whatever all those other choices are. So, so far, am I correct or not? You're very well correct. Yes, yep. sir. Right on it. Okay. Okay. But now we have uh, our main TVs in our family room. But yep. we have another smaller TV in our kitchen. Do I mm -hmm. need to do that for both TVs? Well, you need, a, you need the TV to be able to stream the services you are going to get, the Acorn, the Hulu. So all you need yep. is a smart TV or a device like a Roku or a NVIDIA Shield that will connect to that, that TV to make it smart. Oh, okay. So my, my run-of-the-mill Samsung in my uh, kitchen I could get one of those uh, Roku or whatever. Mm -hmm. that would, uh, you can. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's my first question. Uh, my second question has to do with uh, blocking senders. Mm. Now, when, when, I, when I, I'm on a Mac, and mm. um, by the way, the computer guys that I used to, they didn't use Macs. <laughs> they used PCs. <laughs> and we yep. had silicon, silicon graphics workstations and stuff. But that mm. was all stuff they mm. did. They worked for me. I, yeah. I won't tell you the name of the corporation that I retired from, but we made jet engines and helicopters and stuff like that. And we're looking right. on the East Coast. Anyway, um, <laughs> on, on the uh, blocking it, on, on the uh, Mac, they say you just put the cursor next to the, uh, the sender's name and pull down a little menu, and it says block sender. And I've done mm -hmm. that. And, I, and, and when, I, when I do that, and I'll go back, and I have a choice of unblocking, but I leave it as blocked. Now, does that blocked email go somewhere? Does it? Do I have to tell it to go to trash or, or whatever? Uh, in or, the... and here's my other question. Would I be better off uh, getting an uh, app to pay for to block emails? Uh, you don't need a you don't need an app to do that. What will happen with that? What you've told the Mac. Uh, mail app to do um, is to send that email to like a junk folder. It might be yeah. called junk. It might be called spam. I'm not, I don't recall what that folder is called, but those trash. emails are trash that whatever happens, it, it'll just go to one of those folders and it won't be marked as um, it won't be left as marked unread. 
uh, so that you won't be prompted to go look for it. it. It'll just be invisible to you, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I, I've noticed yep. that my trash folder is getting bigger and bigger, so I'm making the assumption that that's where it, where it goes. They, they could be going there. It depends on, on the settings that have been put into the uh, app for what happens with blocked senders. You know, you, I think you can tell it where you want those emails to go. Uh, but by yep. default, it might just go to trash. And, and feel free to empty your trash every now and again. Yeah. Um, oh, no do. reason to hang on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I wasn't going to have a third question, but you guys mentioned something. This, uh, I'm, I know I'm not pronouncing it correctly. You mentioned a, a YouTube key or something like that? Yubico. Yubico key, yeah. Is, is, it, is it just a um, piece of software, or is it a physical device? or Physical. What, what it, it's a physical device. Yeah, YubiKeys, so, we'll put a link on our Facebook page and our website for what it is. But it's really a very powerful way to secure your system in that you have to have the Yubico key plugged into your, your smartphone, or it can use NCE to sense the key, and you tap it that way, um, or you plug it into your laptop. And basically, when you log in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to prompt you to touch the key or, or, or have the presence of the key within with uh within the proximity of the device and um you would definitely get a very strong security that way because the bad guys don't have that on their person you do so it could literally hang from your keychain on your for your car and i better not lose it right <laughs> uh losing it is a problem yeah uh yeah because if you've uh if you've made the, the connections to using it then it can be you have to it's it's a hassle if you lose it, as with any key, right? If you lose your keys yeah. to your house, I mean, yeah, you can break the window, but um, now, especially with physically, encryption. Physically, is this really like an ordinary door key? Um, 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 it, it, it'll have the silhouette of what a key would look like, but it'll actually connect to USB-C oh, or okay. USB. And is this something you pay for on a subscription basis? Uh, no, you can just purchase them once. Yeah. Oh, okay. For yeah. about how much? Twenty bucks? Yeah, twenty or thirty dollars. Um, we put okay. a link up there for you. Did you okay. want to say something, Dennis? Oh, I was just gonna say you buy it once and it's your hardware forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just have to you just have to interface it with the services that you use. Um, some yeah. of the services that you use will not be able to use the Ubico key yet, unfortunately. For example, maybe what? What, what would that be? Uh, it depends. You might find a bank system that only wants to send you a text for some crazy reason oh, and yeah, not okay. use the key. Yeah. So, yeah. those yeah. types of some 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 of those services are just not set up for the uh, usage of the key yet. A lot of banks, for some reason, are really stuck on using SMS only. Mm. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay. Well, hey, thank, thanks a lot. I got a lot of information, and uh, I'll resume my walk and keep listening. Thanks again. Thanks for thank you very much for calling, AJ. Right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Um, a couple of another, other notes for AJ, too, and for you guys cutting the cord, per se. Um, it used to be kind of a misnomer that you're cutting the cord because you still needed the, the darn cord to give you internet, right? <laughs> um, but now you can go to fiber, a different cord with unlimited bandwidth capabilities like the go net speeds of the world. But cellular home internet is also becoming a thing to the point where even the incumbents are marketing against it. And Elon Musk's Starlink is also a thing. 
So you can almost literally now consider cutting all cords and using cellular from T-Mobile or Verizon or Starlink from Elon Musk's uh, service there where the, the entire planet is going to be encompassed in uh, Starlink satellites. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Um, and you'll be able to connect that way. And they're also going to be offering cell service eventually too, Starlink is. So another competitor. And we'll put some links up there for you so you can see what that's about. But you could consider literally cutting a cord um, completely and getting your internet via wireless. Um, do you want to try another call there, Dennis? Yeah, let's go to... Uh, you tell me, I'll, I'll bring them up. Uh, Jane in Bristol? Yeah, Jane in Bristol. How are you doing, Jane? Good. Can you hear me? We can. What can we yep. do for you? Okay. Um, I had a MacBook, and it died after five years, and I'm looking mm -hmm. into a Chromebook, and I would just like to know what the specs are. I'm very familiar. I've worked with Chromebooks with kids, and yeah. what are the specs that I need for a new Chromebook, and what do you see any negatives? Right now, I'm doing everything web-based anyway. I'm not making iMovie. So if you can think of any negatives to getting it versus a PC or another Mac, and what are the specs? That's it. Have yeah, a great sure. day. All right, you too. All right. Um, so uh, basically the specs um, for a Chromebook, I mean, I, I, I started with an i7 level of Chromebook. It's a little disappointing, and a lot of the apps don't work the way you'd like them to work, and they're, and they're not compatible with Chromebook. So... I found that to be disappointing. I also found that it, the, the Chrome operating system just chews up battery. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, a Chromebook is, a, is an option, but the thing is you can do everything you talked about too by using a PC and maybe having it just run Chrome. Um, you know, there's, a Chromebook is a lot more limiting in, in what you can run. But the spec, you okay. know, an i7, i7 would be a good idea. Uh, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, kind of the same kind of specs we give for a Windows 11 machine, i5, i7, 16 gigs of RAM, and a solid-state hard drive um, would be what we'd recommend because it really is a, a resource pig for some crazy reason. <laughs> okay, so uh, with the price comparison, are they? Yeah. I know some of the um, Chromebooks are really expensive, and can I get a P? I'm just using what, you know everything on the web right now. So yeah. is there is it you know pri comparing price with a regular Com PC? Yeah, comparing price with a regular PC, it's uh, the specs I gave you is going to produce a similar price to a PC. Yeah, you're gonna okay. you're gonna find that the pricing is very close. Okay, okay, and would you please put the specs um, on your website, please, for a um, regular PC? It's the same thing I just gave you. I uh, i7, i5, 16 gigs of RAM, um, and a solid-state drive. We don't really have a, a link we can put up there for that, okay. but it's okay. those Thank standard you so specs. Much. I'm good. You're, you're welcome, Jane. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about you, Dennis, but I've been a little disappointed with Chromebooks um, still. Oh, um, do you use one? I don't use one, but we have dealt with them from time to time uh, at Tab's Help Desk. Yeah. Yeah. And um, can I can I say that it's often a massive groan uh, because you know <laughs> that something yeah. is just not going to work the way it's expected for us right. or for the customer, and I, it, they they're very frustrating to deal with. To be honest with you. Yeah, I would think they'd be better. I know Carolyn's probably screaming in your ear that we have to take a break. So we're going to do that. We'll step out for a quick break, Carolyn, I promise. We're going to get to Joe, Rick, Paul, and Joe as well. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. We are, and Dennis is there. And I, I love hit it. the right button. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Dennis is driving the bus in, in Farmington, and I am at an undisclosed remote location coming to you via the interwebs. Um, and believe it or not, I'm bringing up the calls remotely, which is even crazier. And uh, we're, you guys are nice enough to join us this morning. Uh, so we're going to go right to your calls. It looks like we got Paul on the longest in South Windsor. What's going on, Paul? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, morning. I have a seven-year-old Dell laptop that I'm going to be shortly replacing with a brand new Dell laptop. Okay, congratulations. And I, uh, thank you. I'd like to transfer the files from the old laptop to the new laptop so I get everything, all my apps and programs and data over mm. as painlessly as possible. When I Google that to try to find out, I'm offered a lot of software packages that will apparently do that for me. Is that mm. the way to go, or is there some other method that you would recommend? Well, you can well, go with a software package like AppLink, but for the most part, you're just going to be copying files from one computer to another, and yeah. things like programs generally have to be reinstalled from scratch anyway, so you can't really right. save yourself that task. Okay, uh, well, so when it comes yeah. from moving your data, usually that's a small amount that you're going to be copying from one computer to another, and it, it you can just... Yes. The, the data files I'm okay with. It's the yeah. programs and apps I want to. I want to have the same home page on the screen on my new one as my old one, with all the passwords still in there and everything. So I don't have to go like you like you implied reloading all that stuff. Uh, you're asking for something that doesn't exist. Paul. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, that, the, the LapLink product that I mentioned will do it. Um, well, but that's that's what to, they claim. You have to. Yeah, it'll do that. Really? Um, yeah. But if he's got disparate, like, win 7 to win 11, that's not going to go well. Uh, yeah, well, I have win, Windows have 10 headaches. on this one that's going to Windows 11. Okay. Um, that's a that's probably closer. closer. Yeah. But is, it's worth a shot to, to get one of those and, and, uh, and do? It's worth a shot if, if they claim that they'll do the password uh, copy. I've not used that tool to do that because yep. usually I like, I like starting fresh and not loading all the junk that I've had uh -huh. on my old machine. That's just how sure. I approach it. Sure. Um, and if you think about it, too, with your cell phones, too, even those app migrations, if you go from one cell phone to the next, a lot of times you're still reconfiguring some of that because the apps get loaded fresh. Yeah, okay. when, it, when it comes to things like saved passwords in browsers – Right, they'll right. often be in an encrypted file on the computer, and mm. the encryption may depend on the computer itself. So even uh, if that gets okay. moved, yeah, the passwords right. might not be readable on yeah. the other computer. Okay, yeah, so it looks like I'm uh, going to have some work to do anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, yes. second quick question. Um, our town every now, every few months has a electronic recycling program hmm. um, to, re to recycle my old laptop uh, i'm worried about security about all the stuff that's on it what's a good yep. way to wipe everything out so it's not gonna you know the nefarious people aren't gonna get a hold of passwords or stuff mm -hmm. well you could take the hard drive out physically well, i was smash thinking it that and <laughs> physically <laughs> smash it yep smash it or drill it carefully wear eye protection <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, you can also use a digital shredding software that supposedly will put random zeros and ones, but unfortunately there's nothing random about zeros and ones, um, even if it wants to be random because it's a, it's a computer program. So even 
the uh, NSA and FBI can undo the zero and ones from what we've read and understood. Not that they're going to do that. Not that you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, yes. so, <laughs> so the most the most sure way to do it would be pull the hard drive out and and sledgehammer it. That's a pretty yes. good way to to make sure that that uh, drive is unreadable going forward, and then. Um, then you can still give it to them to the e-cycling um, so that if they're going to take any precious metals out of it, they can still do that. Okay, okay, okay. Actually, it's a solid-state hard drive, so I don't know what they have in that. Oh, yeah, they don't. They probably won't have too much. Well, there might be some gold uh, gold connectors. They, well, oh, okay. yeah, there there will be still see, be some metals that they can melt out of a okay. broken drive. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll do it that way then. It's not, I've, I've taken it back off before, so I'm... Not afraid to do that. All right, guys. Thanks so much for your help. You got it, Paul. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, definitely important to e-cycle. I mean, you don't have to be a, you know environmentalist type of tree hugger to know that we don't need all this junk back in our landfills. Oh. And uh, why would we want to go out and get precious metals when it's right there? I mean, you got people that will go out and stick a pan in the water and try to get a couple of grams of gold when it's literally attached to the connectors. Um so right, I mean, it makes some it makes some good sense to try to e-cycle it, but definitely drill your drives. That way, you don't have to worry about any any data going anywhere. Um, we have some time here. Let's go. Who's the longest here? I think it's it looks... Joe in New Haven. I think you're correct. Morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How? What can we do for you? I got a question. I was thinking as a laptop, I was going to get. I don't know what pronounce that. Asus. A S U S. Asus. That's how you pronounce it? That's how we do it. Okay. I got a question. I, I just surf the internet. I, I don't game. I really don't watch videos for the most part. I was one, I'm just basically looking for something that's reliable. I wonder if that's a good choice. It is a good choice. Asus yeah. is a good quality brand. Yes. Um, and they're a Taiwanese company. Um, from my, from what I understand, and they, we've used a lot of their components in the building of our systems for decades. Uh, with very good quality, very good success. So, yeah, if you if you look at maybe an eight hundred or uh, or nine hundred dollar laptop for what you're talking about, you should be in good shape. But do understand, the one I'm looking now is like five forty or so. So okay, what kind of CPU are they putting in there, Joe? Was that, was that gigs? No, that's the actual engine, the, the the processor. What kind of processor are they putting in there? I don't, I, I, I don't know. All right. Find out if it's at least an i5 and, and make sure it's at least uh, 11th or better gen. You don't want something old and slow. No, it's, 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 it's Windows 11. No, it's Windows 11, yep, but the generation of that processor is what we're worried about. Yeah, the processor generation, generation is what you're looking at. Keep it current. Yeah, 11th gen or newer. All right. 11th or newer. And what was the other one? I5. Make sure it's an I5 or better. I5 or better. And for what I use it, we're going to use it for, should I get 8 gigs or 16? You got to get 16 these days with yes. Windows 11. And we're yeah. hitting a hard break here, Joe, but I hope that helps you. Yeah, if I, if I get 8, can I upgrade it to 16? You can. We'll be right yeah. back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.